1: Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 20. I am Colin Cook along with...
0: Elliot Kawaoka.
1: And this is Age Groupers for Life. Uh, and today we're going to talk about race week. Um, we'll go into some pretty detailed things about a few different topics. We're not going to get crazy with tapering per se because that's a whole different topic on its own. Uh, but we'll call it the the seven days leading up to the big race which um may be relevant to one of us here isn't it elliot
0: yep going on iron man number 11 next sunday so approaching race week <laughs> Approaching
1: race week i'd say i'd say you're there yeah the right out uh, when it's uh, legit here <laughs> so, um very cool. So, uh, which which Iron Man are you doing again? Just to remind people?
0: Iron Man Canada, the one in uh, Whistler. So, there's, I think there's, is Tremblant the same weekend?
1: No, that's not for a couple more weeks.
0: Oh, okay. So, I'm doing the one in British Columbia, the Whistler one that you and I did. So, yeah. Yeah. the one where I snubbed you on the run. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Wagon high fives, you know. <laughs> yes and this is your third time doing
0: that one right um let's see it's my fourth time
1: fourth time wow okay cool but they get a we won't go on to it they get a little bit of a change course this year right
0: yep instead of uh one loop actually it was kind of it was just one loop like we never really did any part twice so now it's three loops so we'll see about that because they're mixing in all the 70.3 racers with us so i just i hope it's not too congested on the course right
1: right because right. they're switching over Yep, okay yeah. <clears throat> well, all right but well, that's something good to know um so we're going to kick it off with topic number one and that is checking the weather forecast so uh a lot of people like will go to whichever website give them like 30-day in advance or, like, two-week-plus advance weather forecasts. And personally, I cannot stand that. <laughs> um,
0: you got to admit, though, Colin, you look at the forecast too, right, every once in a while?
1: I Honestly, I do not. Oh. I really don't. <laughs> um, it just adds an unnecessary stress that really has almost zero value to you because almost – I mean anytime I have one of my clients reach out to me like oh no it's gonna rain you know five days before and you know the weather looks terrible and then sure enough it you know the whatever switches and and they have a beautiful day or it's you know it's really hot and, and or something like that so um you know, I guess there is some examples. One, one would actually be Coeur d'Alene, um, A couple years ago, when it was insanely, uh, abnormally, freakishly hot, and there, I guess it was, I will say, the one time where I've seen some value to kind of checking it out before because it was um, hotter than you know anticipated. So I actually did have a couple clients racing that uh, year, and uh, we did have they did pick up and purchase a few things that week. Um, in preparation for that so but you know again you just can't get overly concerned with with the forecast because it is going to change and I truly believe that it it just causes more stress and anxiety than it's really worth so um I don't know what are your thoughts on that Elliot?
0: well I mean I agree with that like so Coeur d'Alene was an example of I don't know I mean extreme weather you kind of want to keep an eye on I mean I'm traveling to Canada I train in phoenix where it's just unbearingly hot right now so i kind of just i mean i don't check it every single day but i mean i kind of want to have a general idea okay of is it going to be a cold day or a little warmer i I just don't know what the weather is like so i mean i've been i don't know not every single day but just kind of keeping an eye on it because i really just i I really just don't know what the weather is like over there i mean up north so
1: general yeah so i mean you know, and I guess my advice there is to really be prepared for for anything, right? You know, and you want to make sure that you have, you know, and I it, general idea, but the the have yourself covered, um, you know, especially when it comes to wetsuits. You know, if it's going to be a wetsuit legal swim or not, um, you know, I say always, even if it's anticipate. I mean, obviously, Kona is a non wetsuit, but most other races um, with in the U.S. anyways, um, you know, with a few exceptions, it's it's usually borderline if it is going to be a non-wetsuit so um you know bring your wetsuit and uh and be prepared for everything and so that means you know arm warmers you know leg warmers potentially different things like that if you really are worried about cold conditions or you know some heat gear and things like that if it's if it's going to be hot um you know but just we love to pack or pack as much stuff as possible i certainly do anyway so why not throw in a few more things so that uh you've got yourself covered just in case
0: yeah and i think bottom line i mean there's so many things to worry about race week and weather is just something that's out of your control so i think that's what colin's main point is is you can't control the weather everyone has to go through the same kind of conditions so it's just not something to get overly concerned with because everyone's gonna have to deal with it on race day
1: very well said yeah absolutely so You know, uh, that's that's the one tidbit there that I figured would be a good one to start with. Yeah. Uh, But from there, and you know, again, uh, we're not going to go into tapering. But you know, I will say that whether you're doing you know four week, three week, two week taper, whatever it may be, um, you know, when it comes to race week, you know, hands down, the work has been done. You know, do not try and put in extra efforts or you know anything you do in preparation this week or overdo it is only gonna hurt you. If there's really no fitness gain that you're gonna be able to make this week. So I highly recommend that uh you know, when in doubt go easier. It's kind of a, a general rule of thumb that I would give to anybody um when it comes to race week.
0: Yep, because you wanna be a hundred percent. I mean one thing I've learned, um you don't wanna I don't know how to put this. So like you, you do want to add still include intensity in your training so like your sessions are definitely going to be shorter but one thing that I like to do just to keep just to stay sharp is to add a bit of just very short pickups if you're running or just short intervals on the bike just to kind of remind your body what those little higher intensity efforts kind of feel like I mean I wouldn't say just Take it completely easy the whole week because you just you don't want to go into the race stale. I mean, would you agree with that, Colin?
1: Oh, no doubt. Okay. Yeah, so absolutely. So sorry, you know. So the volume and things are going down. You still want to keep some some intensity in there. But my main point there is, don't get to this week, you know, or Elliot here a week out and say, oh my God, I didn't get that, uh, you know, last uh, long run in here. I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak that in, or I'm gonna do a little bit extra here just to make up for that. And uh, you're going to do more harm than good by doing those kind of things.
0: Yep, I agree.
1: Yeah. So, um, cool. And then, you know, the other thing that, uh, again, kind of coincides with, with tapering, but, uh, you know, when it comes to nutrition race week, um, you know, one and everything here. Um, you know, it really comes down to planning and being organized, and that's really how you're going to minimize, you know, the amount of stress and anxiety that you're putting on yourself there. Um, so, you know, yes, if if our volume is coming down in our training, that means that you know calorically we don't need as much, and you know we should be able, to, or we we should shouldn't be eating quite as much as you know when we're in our biggest weeks of training, you know, three, three, four weeks ago or whatever it may was. Um, so, you know, you want to try and minimize, you know, the, the extra calories and things like that you're getting in, you know, um, I'm certainly more of a fan of, you know, I'd rather have somebody a pound or two overweight than a pound or two underweight, um, and, you know, making sure that they're feeling good and you definitely don't want to go catabolic, you know, or be starving yourself. Um, cause that's just going to, mess up your systems and it's going to make you, you know, uh, not be able to perform at your, at your best there. So, you know, um, making sure that you have a game plan in place, you know, I, I really for an Ironman, I, I like to give my athletes, you know, very specific, um, nutrition plans and, and meals for, uh, typically the two days, um, leading up to the race and then obviously the race. Um, and then for shorter events, it's usually just the day before and, and, and race day. Um, but, you know, you want to have an idea of what you're doing there and, and try and keep that in, in control there. <laughs> um, so, you know, with that, um, you know, there was definitely some challenges around eating, you know, race week, especially if you're traveling to the race. Um, so, you know, you're going to have uh, if, if it's an Ironman, you know, likely thousands of different athletes all congesting that one area, probably, you know. Taking over all the Italian joints or whatever it may be, and um, you know it, it can be challenging to to get some high quality food and things like that. But really, do your homework and make sure you're doing whatever you possibly can to get the best nutrients and and highest quality foods you can in you know those days leading up to the race. Um, you know, again, another tangent or a topic for another day, but you know. our our race day fueling is is essential but uh i think the the couple days leading up to the race are just as important as that um so you know while we're traveling it can always add some complexities and sometimes we're on the go or we're at an airport and things like that and so we we do have to to choose some not as ideal situations or choices and whatnot but uh if you do your best to you know maybe bring some things with you or prepare and, and do do your homework on what kind of restaurants are around uh, i think that'll really benefit you and, and have you at your best for race day there
0: yep and my my main piece of advice and this is i guess this includes race week as well as during the race is just you want to you don't want to try anything new and I rarely eat out so Becca and I very rarely eat out so one of my main things is like I want to be close to a grocery store so we can just shop for our own food and then cook in our own hotel which is which is hard because a lot of times you're traveling with family and friends to your Ironman events or your A races and a lot of time they want to go and eat out but you just you got to remember that you want to be feeling a hundred percent for your race. And if you're eating foods that you're not used to eating, then that could really, that could ruin a race. I mean, if you're not just not used to eating those ty- types of foods.
1: Yeah, That's such a great point. Yeah. You know, we obviously we want to be very uh, prepared for that and make sure that, uh, we're doing whatever we can to, uh, you know, to get what we're used to and, and things in there. um, On that topic there, we won't go too detailed into the travel tips, but uh, it was episode 11 that uh, Elliot and I talked about travel tips here. So um, if you're looking for some advice and things all around the travel, we gave some pretty good uh, details and and talked about that at length in that one. So um, good deal. Um, So, you know, when we get to, you know, race week, especially if our family is with us, um, you know, this is a selfish sport to start with. But uh, this is one place where I'd really, you know, you you obviously got to accommodate your family and you got to do everything to keep them happy and whatnot. And and a lot of times they can really add a lot of additional stress when you're leading up to the race. Um, Maybe I shouldn't admit it, but I I will say that I've had some of my best races when I've ended up traveling by myself as opposed to with my family. And uh, I'm not sure that's a coincidence. So, you know, you do what you got to do, but... Um, Try to really, you know, plan out with your family of what you need to do, you know, especially those day, two days before the race and so forth, you know, to help you stay off your feet and minimize the amount of stress and things that are that are happening here. Right. So um, the more you can communicate and and be, again, have a plan around what uh, what you and and your family and things are doing, I think that's really going to help. Um, and also, you know, not have them get frustrated or whatnot because you want to sit on the couch, you know, the day before the race when they want to go, uh, you know, hike the mountain, <laughs> whatever it is, you know, in the area or something that just doesn't make any sense for you. Um, so um, I'm a huge fan of, of trying to get a grandmother or something to come with us if I'm bringing the whole family to a race. <laughs> um so that uh, my wife has some extra support and uh you know that way there she can go off and do things with them and uh i might be able to, to stay at the hotel or airbnb or whatever it is um just to, to try and minimize that um so how about you mr married man you got any uh well, that's,
0: advice yeah that's one of the reasons why i don't think my family likes traveling with me to races is because they I, I get i think they understand now like okay, if it's a Sunday race, Saturday is kind of like off limits and I'm just going to stick to myself. But yeah, I mean, I do feel selfish at times because I don't see my family that much. And when you go and race, do big races like this, you need, you just need to relax and just hang out by yourself a lot before a race or that's for me i mean i just i can't go out to restaurants and i just don't want to walk around a lot the day leading up to a race so i think yeah. a lot of times they and like you said i think communication is key just letting them know what's your game plan and when you can hang out i mean that's something i i'm gonna work on this trip because right. both of our families are gonna come watch us so
1: so yeah, you know, exactly. You know, I think if you communicate with them, and you know, um, it actually just reminded me of a of a story that uh, uh, you know, and I guess the the point being, you know, you put in especially for an Ironman, even half Ironmans and things, and even shorter races. You know, you put in so much work to get to that point. You know, you can do so many things wrong race week that can really sabotage all that hard work and things. So you know, just don't really, really try to minimize that. So. It reminds me of uh, one of my clients a couple of years ago was doing uh, Ironman Maryland, and he was proposing that, uh you got an idea, that uh, that's a Saturday race, so he was going to drive uh, from New Hampshire down to, to Maryland there Thursday night, so basically drive all night, and then, you know, he'd get there Friday morning, and, you know, he'd check in or whatever and kind of do the, the pre-race things and whatnot, and I did manage to persuade him otherwise and he ended up getting there or leaving earlier thursday so he got there in a reasonable still got there a little bit late but um that's another you know opportunity i mean you're just going to be absolutely exhausted you know you, you can be exhausted from doing that regardless of, of whether you have a race you know less than 24 hours later after making a overnight you know eight hour car drive or something like that so i mean
0: don't you, know, you find it amazing how many things there are to do before a race i mean checking in Going to the expo, uh, getting all your bags together. I mean, there's just so many things. The days leading up to the race always just go by so fast.
1: They do. You know, and I don't know how many times I'm going to do it. I, like, I always tell myself, like, uh, oh, I'm going to be able to get this extra work done, you know, do all these things because I'm going to be, you know, chilling on the couch and, and just just chillaxing. And, and I usually am kind of relaxing, but, you know, you're exactly right. You get... Um, all kinds of, of different things that you have to do, and um, you know, even the prep and getting your bags ready and all kinds of fun stuff definitely add to um, you know getting your meals in and things like that um, are really um, a challenge to or time-consuming or whatnot, and and you need to be ready to accept that. And uh, um, I've definitely had some times when I've been up pretty late uh the night before races trying to finish training plans and things like that because i thought for sure i was going to get them done earlier and uh it didn't happen so don't do stupid things like i've like i've done in the past with that (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah you know again it's just it's planning all comes back to the planning and and just don't be stupid (laughs) Um, you know, think about those those kind of things, and and don't jeopardize that that stuff with. Um, so I guess that's one travel tip that uh, I forget if we caught cop- that we discussed in that other episode there. Um, cool. Uh, let's see. So how about the the expo here? Let's let's talk quickly about the expo. So. You know, again, as Elliot mentioned, for those people that haven't done uh, an Ironman brand of race, where you know you have to go the day before and check your bike, and you're going to have to either that the day before or uh, even two days and three days before you can go um, get your bib and and your race numbers and and uh, bags and all that fun stuff. And you know, so that's going to get you down exactly like they want. You know, to go check out all the different vendors and things like that. And you know, by all means, I think that's part of the. The fun of the race and the excitement and it's cool to go check out new things and whatnot but uh just don't spend especially if it's a hot race you know don't spend all day down there baking in the sun um you know and um really want to try to avoid having any kind of sunburn burn excuse me or anything leading into the race that can really be bad news for you um so um, you know, check it out for sure. But uh, you know, and, and also while you're there, if you do decide to buy something, um, probably not a good idea to try it out on race day, right? Yeah. Uh, Elliot already hit it once, but uh, nothing new on race day, right? Um, you know, he is. Uh, it's it's just not really worth it to uh, to to try those things unless you're really really in a pinch. You know, you should have everything planned out. Um, you know where you're really prepared and and you don't need anything in the expo um but if you want to get something for the future you know purchase it and then uh come sunday or monday after the race you know that's when you can start playing around with those kind of things any other thoughts in the expo elliot
0: wait does that include disc wheels <laughs> <laughs>
1: what does that mean
0: i don't know <laughs> just thought of it <laughs>
1: just thought of that when i bought a disc wheel you mean
0: <laughs> yeah You didn't use Uh, the disc wheel for the race, though, did you?
1: I didn't. No, no, no. that was in uh, that was in Kona. No, the thing around that was remember, it was a uh, um, auction, and uh, oh yes, be for you know we thought it was for a real zip disc wheel, and (laughs) it was supposedly just supposed to be decorative.
0: (laughs) Who buys those?
1: Right. Exactly. Um, But fortunately, the good good people of Zip realized their. That it was misconfusing, and they built me one anyway, so I ended up saving a boatload of money. But uh, that's that's your disc story there for okay. you. But, uh, yeah, so if you want to buy it, a yeah, disc, totally cool. But uh, let's not use it that weekend. I was in Kona, so it wasn't uh, <laughs> it wasn't legal to use that on Saturday. But uh, um, you no, know, that got used later on. <laughs> um, cool. Um, You know, also one thing I definitely, I think, is really, really important. um, And we talked about this, actually, uh, with Nate Last, um, you know, the mental uh, coach there in episode 17. But, you know, having a game plan for race day is, is just so, so important, right? So what I like to do with my clients is I literally will write out, you know, very specific details about what, you know, I think that they should be thinking about and, you know, being prepared to do come race day, right? So you really want to try and eliminate any variables or unknowns and things and and get to those things the best you can um, as far as knowing what you're going to be doing. Um, You know, there's no doubt, and I always start every one of these with saying that these are guidelines or recommendations only. You know, you got to be able to be a smart athlete and and make decisions on the fly, but um, when you prepare... You know, you're, you're definitely going to be in so much better shape than um, saying, oh, you know, how long has it been? Uh, maybe I should take a gel now, right? Um, you know, it's just, it's just not the right strategy for most people. So, um, you know, I usually write out pretty, pretty thoroughly detailed, you know, things to think about, you know, how we're going to be holding our head and, you know, getting into that arrow position and, you know, what kind of power outputs or heart rates and things we're, we're going to try and achieve when we're out there on the bike and then the same thing for paces or uh heart rate or um whatever it may be that you use for your training or racing metrics um when it comes to the race um anything to add there
0: yeah i agree with all that and i think visual visualization before race is just so crucial i mean every night before i go to bed this week i just think about my game plan and then as well as like if things do go wrong because I mean when do Ironmans go completely right I mean there's always an obstacle you're you're gonna face so you just you want to be prepared and know what to do in certain situations so I think visualization and just closing your eyes before every night and just going through your whole race I mean that's that's been key to my success
1: such a good point you know and, and going through and you know hopefully have had some confidence building you know training sessions and things like that that have solidified you know what you're trying to do um or validated you know what you're capable of when it comes to race day so you know going back to those moments and um thinking about those kind of things and you know keeping it positive um is is super super important yeah. and um you know minimize that stress again keep your keep your mind positive on you know what you're going to achieve and uh i think uh that's definitely going to be your best opportunity for success uh success there
0: yep
1: so um one other thing i guess i kind of missed that they can go in uh tangent there with the expo is um you know and um training in general once you get to the area where the the ironman or the race is going to be is you know leave your ego uh at uh at at your part your wherever you're staying or whatnot and uh do not be a hero out there um in your initial prep and i guess that kind of goes along with when you're tapering and things and um going easy there um you know a couple of things with that you know people are flying around and uh trying to show off and and going too fast uh during their you know easy hopefully they're supposed to be easy rides and, and runs and things um you know just don't let your ego get in the way and and go too fast there because um, it's only going to hurt you and you know save it for when it matters on race day there um you know with that you're going to see some extremely fit people there and um it's definitely intimidating you know, I, I, I'll i admit almost every race I go to, um, you know, I end up feeling kind of intimidated by, um, you know, the athletes and things like that that I'm seeing there and, you know, all the fancy bikes and, and all those kind of things. And you say, oh, wow, you know, that person must be really fast. And, um, you know, certainly there's the cases where that's true, but uh, don't don't let that kind of stuff get in your head and um, just focus on you and, and what you can do, and that's really what's going to be best for you. I agree. Um, Cool. So, you know, we talked about it quickly and, you know, the the planning part of it with the family or whatever it may be, but uh, especially for those two days uh, leading up to an Ironman or at least the the day before, and and same thing goes with with shorter distance races, um, you know, you want to uh, really try to make sure that you're, um, staying off your feet as much as possible. I think, can we hear a screaming baby in the background here?
0: A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine.
1: <laughs> hi, hi, folks. That's my seven month old Ruby here. i um, getting ready to go to bed pretty soon here, I think. But anyway, sorry. Um, so, you know, you really want to do, I always, uh, you know, challenge my, my athletes to, to see how long they can yeah, stay off their feet and, and kind of make it almost a competition um because it's it's so important you know that again the expo and you know you're gonna have to go certain places and be on your feet but other than that you just you want to be a bum and just let those legs and in your whole body just chill and relax and um you know stay off your feet as much as possible any thoughts on that one Elliot?
0: i agree and it's so hard to do i mean like you said you have intentions to do that every single time you do it and there's just so much going on but the best thing you can do for yourself once you get the main things taken care of checking in checking your bikes going for your pre-race swim and bike just stay off your feet bring a book with you or a movie and just relax (laughs) and it's harder said than done i mean it's seems like it's an easy thing to do but there's just there's always something that you feel like oh i need to do this i need to do that and really the best thing you can do is just relax and chill out
1: exactly um one other thing i i wanted to cover is just uh you know especially if you're going to a race where you've never been there before um you know and you have the opportunity to maybe go check out the course um you know, it, it definitely can be very beneficial. You know, I, I, always am much, much more confident when I'm on a course that I've actually been able to, to train on. Um, like actually I'm, I'm heading up to Mount Trimbalat this weekend to put on a training camp, uh, um, over on the other coast of Canada. while well, Elliot's over on the West coast. Um, but, uh, you know, um, we won't get too much into the training camps and things but it's just really really beneficial when you know the course
0: yeah
1: um i think it's it's valuable to to drive the course i think Elliot, you're a bigger fan of it than i am i kind of feel like you know it's just so much different a lot of times when you're riding it as opposed to driving it oh Um, definitely now feel a lot different um when you're doing that um but at the same time you know especially when you've got you know hilly or pretty technical courses and things you know if you can at least get that visualization and understand what that's going to look like that's going to help you on race day yeah. so um you know when it's a one-loop course and you're out on your moped for what four hours elliot <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was that elliot uh, a i few skipped
0: the undy run for that what's that i skipped the undie run because of that
1: that's right you did Jeez, crazy <laughs> um but elliot took his moped to ride the entire uh kona bike course um so that must have been a couple of days before the race there um so you know you can certainly do it you know that's a, that <laughs> it makes you really realize how far 112 miles oh
0: yeah you <laughs>
1: have to drive and it's like jeez, this is a long time <laughs> uh, i think it goes by faster when you're racing but, um, you know, um, that being said, you know, it's, it's definitely something that, uh, again, if you're, if you're on a technical course or something that, that you don't know, um, it's worth checking out. Um, you know, on the other side of things, uh, when it comes to the, the run course, you know, it, a lot of times uh, you can get out and maybe in your, your easy rides leading up to the race, you can go um, ride the run course um, is a good way to go check that out. Um, if you can and you're able to do that, um, I think that's a that's a good way to take a look at it. Yeah. And then even with the swim, you know, getting an idea of what that water is like, um, even if it's just for a couple minutes, I think can be really helpful. You know, um, temperature wise, sure, that's that's good. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's more like you can get you know if it's murky water or something like that, you know, just so that you're you're not you know experiencing that for the first time on race day you know there's certainly a lot of courses where you can't pre-race or they have very short windows where you're allowed to swim so um sometimes it doesn't necessarily make sense but uh you do want to um get in there and you know get as much of a feel for the course as you can
0: yeah i mean typically i mean two days before a race they'll have at least some of the buoys up and what i like to do is just i mean swim out to the first buoy just kind of get a feel for like okay this is the line i'm going to be swimming in also like the sun direction so like if the sun's coming up from the east and you're going to go out east the sun's going to be in your eyes so i mean that's one that's something i always kind of consider too it's like is the sun going to be in my eyes during the race and should i be wearing tinted goggles versus clear goggles
1: but great point point. yeah uh, definitely the better gauge we can on right the goggle choice and um, you know the sun direction absolutely those are those are great ideas. Um, cool. And the only other thing I had here on my list of notes is also just a, a little tip or things that I like to do is you know we talked about the the race plan and you know what kind of your goals are and things and especially for an Ironman with um how long it is and, and how long you're on the bike um, I'm a big fan of uh, I tape both my kind of general power goals on one side of my hoods and my bars um, and then I I will tape my um, nutrition game plan uh, on the other side there so um, you know especially when it comes to the nutrition you know when you're three hours into your ride it's like oh did I just have a you know a gel or what time was i supposed to take that at or something like that and you know if you've got a detailed plan um i think it's worth just uh drawing them down on a little piece of paper putting them somewhere where you can see them um just to keep yourself on track and i guess it it depends on how many different products or things you're using you know i usually kind of switch for between gels and bars and things so um that helps me keep on point there and then you know power numbers sometimes it's a little bit overdoing it there but uh just, just something to to keep you at ease and keep you in the moment on you know where you should be at and, and making sure that you're you're staying in control there. I think is uh, is beneficial. Yep.
0: And so. just practicing exactly what you do in training. I mean, there shouldn't be any kind of big surprises on race day. I mean, you should have done the training um practice exactly what you're going to be fueling with during the race. So I mean, when you get to the race day, I mean, I I consider Ironman's like a catered training day, a long catered training day. I mean, there really should be no big surprises. Like you should know exactly what you're going to be doing going into the race.
1: Yeah. And, you know, an Ironman is, it's extremely well organized in almost all cases. And, uh, you know, but you still, you know, they have the quote unquote required, uh, pre-race meeting and things. And, uh, I will admit I may have missed one or two of those in my Ironmans, but, um, you know, especially if it's your first one, I highly recommend, you know, going to that or, uh, reading the athlete guide and speaking to some other athletes about the, the process, you know and you've got your different bags and and how the changing tents work and all those kind of things you know it's definitely a really good idea to have at least a general idea of what you're you're going to be doing there because once you get into the moment in the race it's it's definitely always a little bit different and you know you add in some intensity and um you know a little fatigue it, it can change things so um make sure that you've got an idea and, and there's plan to on um, what your your plan is there
0: so as you can see there's a lot a lot of things to do before a race
1: <laughs> hopefully he gave Elliot some good reminders here as he uh he gets his his race week on here
0: yep and I, I mean I think Colin's main point that I mean I'm definitely going to follow that I've gotten carried away with even I mean this is my 11th Ironman and I mean I've got caught I guess kind of distracted by it is just following your own game plan during race day and not really getting carried away i mean it really i mean as an amateur it's just really isn't a race until like what would you say mile 18 of the run colin
1: at least yeah i'd say 22 23 really you know that's the only time you should really consider what other people are doing and that's yes even if you're you know trying to qualify for kona yeah uh, because you're just gonna sabotage yourself by um you know by being worried about what other people are doing there right Uh, so for sure
0: and it's amazing how i just always remember how amazing you feel like getting out of the water and starting the bike i mean you feel like you can push so much more power but be very conservative follow your game plan don't but don't definitely don't over bike early on or you did actually just don't over bike in general for sure and yeah. just stay within your capabilities throughout the entire day
1: and that all starts with you know the plan and the preparation yep. and uh you know making sure you know what you're gonna do exactly so. there it is so we this was you know purely just uh something for Elliot here to make sure he was ready to <laughs> <speech here. laughs> Uh hopefully we'll get this one uh out to you guys soon, but uh, we certainly wish you well, Elliot, at Ironman Canada. Thank you. Fantastic, and his wife will be racing her first Ironman at that. Yeah. And uh, she's definitely on pace here to have a great race as well. So we're excited for Becca.
0: Yeah. Instead of one bike, I got to pack two bikes. So that's what I'm going to get. That's what I'm doing tonight.
1: Ah, uh, very cool. You got the. <laughs> uh, Heading to Seattle for uh, a couple days on your way up.
0: Yep, and 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 then driving up.
1: up. Very cool. Nice. All right, well, I think that's everything I wanted to cover. Did you you miss anything, Elliot?
0: No, I think we got it all. Okay, cool.
1: Well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. We appreciate it, and we will talk to you again sometime soon. Thanks for listening. Go. Cool.